2: Welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I am your host, JP, John Paz. And for today's Who Is, this week, we have, of course, the two other men in the booth. First, we'll go to the man who signed in first,
0: the (laughs) doctor himself, Michael Jargo. Mr. J. how you doing? You know, Paz, I I very much enjoy doing these shows, but I think this is the first time that we are going to sit down to discuss who is the second-greatest Of anything, because number one is so far head and shoulders above everybody else. Like, I I literally sat down going through tag teams in all of professional wrestling history last night. And it's it's kind of like the music conversation, right? Like, we can all agree Led Zeppelin is the greatest rock and roll band of all time, and we can argue over number two. That's very much how this list is going to go today, right?
2: Possibly, possibly. Of course, joining us, the third man in the booth, Hot Tag Ricky himself, RBV, Mr. HMG,
1: Mr. TMPT. Rick, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, Doing wonderful. Jargo, you know, that has the exact same, has been on my mind since we kind of conceived this concept last week and we wanted to go in the tag team direction and immediately, and and, you know, we always tell the listeners out there, those that are following us on social media, we love when they win, but they go with that gut reaction and they jump right to it. We say, you know, give it a chance. Let's run through the resumes. Let's have the discussion, and then we'll reevaluate. But maybe of all the shows we've done, this might be the toughest of those to not go with that gut. What what we think we've always known, that the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, the greatest tag team of all time. But hey, I I know the three of us, we've done our homework, and we're, we're ready, I guess, to make some tremendous cases for the other greats out there. Uh, Wow. Diving into this thing, some teams that I guess maybe because tag team wrestling is not so prevalent anymore that you just forgot uh, how impactful they were, what they meant to you as a fan and really professional wrestling as a whole. And I know we're going to dive into a bunch
0: of them. You you know, I'm I'm happy that you bring that up, Rick, because as I was doing my list, right, I have number one, the road warriors numbers, two, three, and four are all one team slash another team. (laughs) Like, it's like tag team wrestling can only be as good as your tag team division. And you can be a really, really good tag team. But if there's not other really, really good tag teams for you to rival over the course of the years, really over the course of your entire career in some of these cases, you just don't make the list. I I agree. And just not inside a division of promotion. What What was tag team wrestling like in the
1: landscape of all of pro wrestling? Uh, now before we kick back to you start the list going here. You know, I always got my parameters. I want to throw out here. Uh, you know, those, those damn devils over at WWE.com. Uh, and I guess now on, on the cock, I guess now there's a documentary out there about this, about tag team wrestling. They launched this thing yesterday and you know, so many from you know, from the wrestling fandom weighing in on this thing, I want to ask you gentlemen, this, and it seems what really got me off tension is like, this is really what everyone's kind of debating and arguing about is if. Three man sets should be considered true tag teams. Is it what really set everything off? Of, is that the WWE named New
0: Day number one? Who, and- who, who, who? Did New Day crack anybody else's top twenty five? They didn't crack mm-hmm. mine.
2: No, not a chance.
0: But they how wouldn't. do we feel? How do we feel about the trios and obviously
1: the the, the ones that created kind of that concept or most prevalent, the Freebirds? To me, they should be included. I mean, they're they're still a team. They're in a match one-on-one. They still got a tag to get in. That's a tag team.
2: Well, just to set the stage here, today's obviously, who is the greatest tag team of all time? So, Last week, or actually maybe a few weeks ago, we are talking, oh, we should do greatest tag teams, greatest tag teams. And we finally kind of settled on this week. Then we see the WB thing with Peacock and the WB Network pop up. We're like, WB, who is the greatest tag team of all time? I was like, wow, what perfect timing. Obviously, they went to print first. They got it out there first. We're going to be second, but still, great timing. And as soon as I saw their list, I mean, <laughs> holy crap. It might be the worst pile of shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, the New Day, number one, they wouldn't even make my
0: top one hundred. Okay, then, Ooh, man, but not even your top one hundred. But uh, looking at this objectively from a WWE perspective, New Day very well might be the greatest WWE tag team of all time. How? Well, I, I mean, when, when you're looking inside of the kayfabe world. I oh, mean as far got, as the length I, of the title reign? The length of the title reign, the amount of merchandise they've sold, the number of the title well, reigns. I, I mean, no, I Kofi think... becomes world champion. Like, New Day has been a very, very prevalent act on WWE television for, what, five, six years at this point? Like, I can see where WWE could make this case, but nowhere else in the world of professional wrestling does New Day even make the list? But I mean, in a WWE mindset, I can kind of justify it. And we'll we'll pick apart a lot
2: of the teams we'll go through, but I just wanted to go through their top ten because I, I was dying laughing. New Day number one, horrible. Hardy Boys, I love, and they're number two. I don't mind them on the top ten. I wouldn't put them number two. Dudley Boys arguably could be in the top ten. I wouldn't put them to have them. I think they had them number five. I wouldn't right. have them. E- Edge and Christian. Absolutely horrible. Should not be on any list anywhere. They're not even a real tag team. I know they're best friends, but never real tag team. Don't even have tag team moves. Don't even have a tag team finisher. We'll get into that later. Hard Foundation, absolutely. LOD, without a doubt. Usos, shockingly made the list. New Age Outlaws, Yeah possibly WB wise, maybe Brothers of Destruction, not even a real tag team, and then the British Bulldogs of course. Just to me I was like, "What the hell is going on? Who compiled
1: well, this piece of shit?" Well, what, what, what you got to do? Well, hell, let's who compiled this piece of crap? We know who's working for WWE is people that have no idea about professional wrestling. Now it's just come out into the general public, but they've been hiring like this all along. So, what the, well, here's what you've got. Uh this is really compiled and Jargo has nailed this and he has hit the mark right Right at the bullseye. Uh, This is a marketing ploy because when you read through the pitch for this thing, it's all about the cock. You can see all these amazing teams on the cock. So what? What contents available on the cock right now? It's all kind of modern, you know, some attitude through ruthless to to today. You're not going to. They don't have the territory stuff up there that was on the network yet. I mean, that's not readily available. So uh, you're going to go see, you're going to see the guys that got the birch for and the guys they've got on their streaming, their streaming partner.
0: And it would be very, very difficult for me to make the case that in a WWE WWF context that new day, haven't had just as good, if not better of a career than the Legion of doom. I mean, when, when, when you think of the road warriors, Most of everything that we're going to talk about is outside of the WWF. Absolutely. Can I I just say one thing to Jargo? How dare you? I'm trying to be objective. And you know what? Actually, I wanted to bring this up because we've we've been getting a little bit of heat on Twitter. There is a difference between the greatest and And your your favorite. favorite. Yeah. It, you, you have to remain objective. I mean, for God's sake, I put Hulk Hogan over a couple of weeks ago, yep. ladies and gentlemen. I mean, yep. you got to try to remain objective. By the way, did you see Bret Hart won another poll? He got voted bestseller of all time. Ray Mysterio, not even on the poll, pause
2: I said you could put, vote other. You put, put in the bottom. Come um, on. Right, right in. By, uh, by the way, Ben today said Mysterio um, to me. I don't know if it was on air or off air, but he said Ben. Um Ben said, Ray. So, Hey, you know, you're in good company there with, uh, material." The like. so new day, we, we're going to have to mention them because WB match them. They wouldn't even, like I said, crack your top 25, Rick's probably top 50. They wouldn't crack my top hundred. But, but you so- know, what's
0: funny is all those other teams you mentioned. Most of them are on my list, but right. new day is not right. The, uh, edge and Christian are on your list for real. Well, I, I have the Dudleys, the Hardys and edge and Christian, all three listed together. But out of
2: all three of them, I would say Hardy's arguably one, Dudley's two, or if you want to Ooh, flip that. them, or if that. you want to flip them, or and then you put um, Edge and Christian third. But There's no way see, that they're, they're second. You,
1: you, you want to jump in there with that little trio there and mm-hmm, maybe yeah, see where, where do yeah. they go here? Because yeah. I, I do love how Jargo, you know, he always has his, his connecting groups. As you said, you got to have that dance partner who's really going to elevate you. All of that trio, yes, uh, history made. TLC. I mean, they, they not only they not only brought it to well, I guess no pun intended here the table, uh, but they did it twice. They reinvented themselves inside of that gimmick match in such a short span of time, and even today, it, it, they stand out as the greatest of that gimmick. And, and I think when we look at the the real tag teams inside of there, when we talk about the Dudleys and we talk about the Hardys, that connection where you have to give that hat tip to Edge and Christian. Is They were that perfect complement. They helped elevate those other two to that next level when we talk about tag team wrestling.
0: Rick, you always talk about you're not necessarily a moves guy. You're not a what happens between the ropes kind of person. Edge and Christian took ass whippings between the ropes, but what they really added to that entire program was the character, right? Like they could go out there, they could cut a promo for 15 minutes. You d- surely didn't trust the Hardys to do that. And God knows what might come out of Bubba Ray's mouth. If you give say, him a microphone for 15 minutes. I mean,
1: the, the Hardys, you know, even as great as Matt would get to, you know, become on the microphone, still finding, still finding his way in. The Dudleys were still making that crossover from extreme entertainment to sports entertainment. Uh, so you absolutely needed Edge and Christian to really to make you to feel that emotion. But they took uh, their they bumps to get you invested. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and this is one of those circumstances, too, where, yeah, you know, I, I I want the character, I want to be invested, which I was because I thought, you know, between them, and especially, you know, growing up in the the golden age of tag team wrestling especially now where we're at in our fandom to have something reminiscent of that where it was actually felt important you know there was a spotlight it was a centerpiece tag team wrestling was back again even for that brief moment you felt it but yeah inside of that gimmick you're just looking for hell and you're on the edge of your seat and you're popping with every big bump because it meant something it wasn't for for the sake of right. bumping and, and
0: trying to pop you it meant something styles make fights and these three all brought something different into those matches um and i think that's why it was so freaking good i have them all the way up at number three on my list this this trio well now now who
1: represents though who who do you have i was kind of just pause that there which kind of you said the hardys above the dudleys which which really surprised me i would completely go the other way. I'd have the Dudleys a distant first from the rest of these two.
2: Interesting. I don't know. I always just like the Hardy Boys um, together more. Maybe the Dudleys better all time and the longevity stuff. It just when they were together, I feel like they were over. The, I like the tag team maneuvers. I just love that they're selling. I just, I don't know, something with me and the Hardy Boys, I thought it connected more. But obviously, longevity-wise, Dudley Boys, you know, smoked well,
1: I, them. I think the the roads traveled that the Dudley's could do it in so many promotions on so many different levels and so many different styles.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And you bring up the style to me. That's the reason I have the, this trio so high is because they completely changed tag team wrestling. Those those TLC matches, But you wouldn't see the Young Bucks out doing what they're doing if it wasn't for what the Hardys were doing inside of those matches. People wouldn't be taking the bumps that they're taking if it weren't for some of the bumps that Edge took during those matches. Oh, hold on there. So you're saying that the Hardys influenced the Young Bucks? Maybe, just a a little. Just a little So really, really at the core of it, the damn Hardys ruined professional wrestling. Well, I mean, I, I feel like you could kind of make that case. You go back and watch those TLC matches, man. Look at where they were on the card. How does anything go on after those matches? Right? I mean, you could make a case that TLC kind of ruined professional wrestling. Like I, I don't I don't feel like that's a far reach.
2: Am I crazy to say I didn't really like those matches? I and mean, is that crazy of me to say?
1: Well, I think you it's that style too. As it
0: says, you're probably sitting there looking around, like, okay, uh, what now? What do I you know? Well, and it's favorite and greatest, right? Like, I cannot like a match, but I can still look back at WrestleMania six, Hogan and Warrior, right? We, we talked about this. I don't think it's a very good match. You two absolutely love it. I cannot think that it was a very good match and still recognize the influence that it had in its place in history. So
2: we were talking about the Hardy Boys. And it's funny because they're, they're I wrote them down, not really on my official list, but I wrote them down just to get your opinion on it. What about the Young Bucks who claim that they're the greatest tag team today? And uh, we've got certain you know people online and dirt and stuff saying the Young Bucks are the greatest tag team the last 10 years and this and that. The Young Bucks even close to make your top 25 or even make the list in general.
1: You guys want me to leave for this com- part of the conversation?
2: Hey, no. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm just throwing
1: it out there. Uh, okay, uh, you want to jump in? And we do. We, we, As Jargo said, we have to come with an open mind and look at things here. So uh, I guess this will be the time. I will say something nice about the Young Bucks. Uh, completely. I'm actually to tell you the truth. Uh, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of their Western work. Uh, the, I remember the first time I saw them in Japan, I thought it was somebody else working <laughs> under the same gimmick, uh, completely different. I, you know, I've really enjoyed their work when they turn up the intensity and we got a more serious approach to the game where it wasn't more, you know, all the sophomore kind of um, slapping ass and, and fart jokes, trying to translate it into professional wrestling. Always thought that their business sense was, inc- was incredible. Uh, they knew how to market. They knew how to grow their brand. I just wish, and I think a little bit when they saw how the brand was growing and who that audience or that consumer was that was willing to seriously fork over that cash to them, that that kind of swayed them in the direction they are now where wrestling is simply cosplay to them. And and that's what ultimately irritates irritates me to no end with the Young Bucks. Uh, But still, inside of this conversation, and I don't think they're anywhere near Anywhere near the, the top of this list when we talk about the all time great tag teams, I would have to
2: uh, kind of uh, agree there, but it, just throwing them out there because a lot well, of people, yes. the greatest tag teams today.
1: Do, do you guys hold it, it? And those people I don't believe are in any which way know their history that are actually going back and studying tag team wrestling that, that even attempt to understand the, the fine art of what tag team wrestling should be uh, because they've completely rewritten those rules. And they've got their own their own book that they're going by. Now, even inside of this list, how much weight do you guys put on in any of these? Who is that we do about that? That crossover could this team succeed in other eras? And I think you know, and I always kind of consider that a little bit. Like, would would this talent that we're talking about is is a great in the eighties? Could they work in the nineties, the two thousands, the you know the tens, the twenties? Uh, And outside of this modern era going, you know, the last 10 years, I don't think the Bucks would survive it at
0: all. No, I'm with you on that. I have on my list of, I think I've got like 27 names on my list. And I have three current active tag teams. And none of them are the Young Bucks. Okay, The Young Bucks did not make my list. Uh, The Lucha Bros were closer to making my list than the Young Bucks.
2: Who are the three current tag teams? This is interesting.
0: The three current tag teams that I have on my list, I have the Good Brothers at the very, very bottom of my list Machine Gun and Luke Gallows. I absolutely love their work in Japan. They would probably be higher if they would have just stayed over there. At number 15, I have GOD, the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatonga and Tangaloa, who I, Rick, you want to talk about those guys? I think I could put them in absolutely any generation over the course of professional wrestling, and they would still be the Gorillas of Destiny, seven-time IWGP World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. But, but what, and, would their, what, what would their gimmicks be in each of those? <laughs> They'd they, they basically be the Wild Samoans, right? <laughs> right. Uh, a more athletic version. Yep. You know? yep. Um, and at number 10, this will make my favorite Huckleberry very, very happy. The greatest tag team of the modern era without a shadow of a doubt. G.O.D. can say there ain't nobody realer than Gorilla. The realest are the freaking Briscoes jay and mark those guys are fantastic i want to see them give me you know stan hansen and bruiser brody versus the freaking briscoes sign me up and take my money i would i would watch that match tomorrow those guys are fantastic unfortunately they've been stuck in ring of honor and they don't have nearly the exposure that they should have had over the course of the last what
2: 15 20 20 years
1: Almost wow, 20 years. Uh, you you asked me modern-day dream matches that I want to see with active individuals. Eight out of ten of those matches are going to involve the Briscoes for me. Absolutely love these guys. And I'm glad you mentioned them as we were just talking about if these teams could cross over to different areas. Man, I am getting chills, goosebumps thinking about the Briscoes ripping through the territories back in the day. Hell, yeah. from area to area. I mean, I – down there just ripping apart the von erics making their way through the south into florida back up the east coast wow oh, nice. you imagine
0: the heat Jay briscoe would have got back in atlanta you know circle like 1984 1985 exactly. my god but it,
1: i think what would have been so unique with them is especially running through those Southern territories. Like they seem like one of their own, but they're northerners.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so you
0: could somehow play into that, man. I think that, oh man, that would have been incredible. I mean, we talk about all the time, like what's missing in modern day professional wrestling realism, right? When you watch the Briscoes, that's who the Briscoes are. Oh man, get, give me, take me, take me to the arena. Take me to ECW. Give me the
1: gangsters and oh, the Briscoes. <laughs>
2: What about another uh current tag team, FTR? Where do they rank if rank at all on your list? The only tag team to win NXT gold, Raw, SmackDown, and AEW gold.
1: I, I think they would fall. Now, you know, we're talking about raw talent, just looking at them purely as man, you, you look at the blueprint of what you'd want. Again, talking about someone that could just excel. I think what really is a deterrent to uh, FTR here is that they are in today's atmosphere of professional of tag team wrestling. Uh, you put them anywhere else. We are, we're probably, we're talking about them near the very tip top of this list. But unfortunately, I, I just think that they've always been I- at the, the wrong place at the wrong time. And because of circumstance, it, it's hard to, to justify them
0: being in the top conversation. I have the brain busters on my list at number 12. Uh, Love and, the and and FTR would be like a 12B because I feel like I'm just watching a continuation of the same thing. Like to me like I love FTR but there's nothing that really sets them apart for me. Like, it's all the same stuff that I've seen for 40 years, which is what we love about it. But if we're going to talk about FTR, then we have to also talk about DIY because, like, those series of matches between those two teams, that's what really made FTR. Why aren't
2: Intelli the Brain Busters so low on your list? I feel like they should be higher, meaning closer to number one.
0: I, man, there is... There are some really good teams on this list. There's some really good teams. Better than Arden Tully. Are you
2: crazy? Are well,
0: you crazy I mean crazy right now. No. There's some good <laughs> and, and There's some
2: good teams out there, Pause. I, I no. love them. I'm just throwing up. They're they're in my top five.
1: What now? Sure. What was it? What was it with you, because I think we're going to be on the same page here. What was it that really that that pulled you towards them?
2: Realism, promos wrestling ability getting the other guy over always was believable and then like just the selling factor i love like they're like chicken shit heels they cheat then they're then they're assholes then they're gonna you know then they're gonna kill you i love that like turn of the switch like oh no 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 but they're tricking you obviously they're their heels and then boom they'll they'll get you by the knee or whatever and then they're just vicious there's no being soft about it they were just cutthroat they're like exactly who you want to be even the way they dress the way they look the way they carry themselves the way, the way they hold the belt I, I just everything about them was like what i would want in a pro wrestler and i always would say like okay flare is great the horsemen are great Those two guys are what kind of make the horsemen. I mean, they like elevate the horsemen. They're the workhorses. They're the best or top five. for Sure.
0: See, for for me, Ric Flair is one of the things that actually bumps them down my list. Like it's weird because I always felt like Flair was such the alpha inside of the horseman that it kind of, it made everybody else take a little bit of a step back. And For me, one of the things that you have to consider when I'm looking at these lists is the push, right? And, and while the Brain Busters were great, they were the guys that ended up getting their asses kicked a lot in the end too.
2: That is true. They were kind of like the... uh not the guys you beat up, but they were kind of the, the sellers, if you will. I mean, they were the yep. guys that are definitely gonna gonna take a, a lot not necessarily lost, but they'll they'll take a beating. Now, I just wanted to go back because obviously, the first name I wrote on my list, not necessarily gonna be my pick for the greatest tag team of all time, and we mentioned them, obviously earlier. WB hasn't been number six. LOD, the Road Warriors. I think when you initially just in your head say oh, greatest tag team of all time, they automatically first just even when i wrote it down i'm like oh great team, road warriors so it's just funny that wb puts them at six i don't know if that's because animal was part of that lawsuit <laughs> i don't i don't know like they're thinking of that. there's some sort of like cheap heat like oh we're gonna knock them down a peg when that's absolutely insane um i just think that's so funny like the dudley boys be ahead of them animal who's uh, you know such a was, was such a great guy so funny he told me a great story So everyone talks about, oh, Bully Ray, so tough, so this. So he called Animal, like, crying, because Animal jokingly, as a rib, said on on a podcast that the Dudley Boys aren't even in the top ten, they're not even close to as good as the Road Warriors, just as a rib, because he knew Bully was listening and knew he was going to say something. So he was, like, all upset, and he called him, like, come on, man, how could you not do this? He's like, dude, I'm fucking with you. He goes, I I respect Dudley Boys, but they're no LOD, they're no Road Warriors, which I'm sure Bully Ray would probably agree. But it's just funny, like... They, that's him. He's a joker. He's, he's a wise ass little
1: ribber, you know. Yeah, but you know, me, the flip of that to me, please. they
2: got to be considered, though. I mean, at Road Warriors to be number six on that WB list is a joke.
1: Bully's a businessman, though, so he knows that when a Road Warrior speaks, fans will listen. Mm-hmm. So if he's downgrading the Dudleys, that means Dudley merchandise isn't selling. Yep. That's still on, on shop WWE. That cuts into his pocket. Yep. So hey, you know, it's a little bit of a motive for Dudley to say, "Hey, man, it, don't be saying that shit out loud." You know, <laughs> you can say you're number one, but you know, say we're say we're a close second or something like that. But uh, man, you talk to Road Warriors when they came out. And I don't, you know, if you guys remember when you came aware of them, when you're a kid, they were terrifying just themselves. <laughs> and you knew something bad was going to happen. And I mean, bad two ways, like something terrifying, something awful is about to help someone. And then something bad, something awesome was about to happen. And, it, you know, and they took. We're, this is the hotbed of tag team wrestling. I, and I think we could take just just that small sample, that era, right there and compile a list that would blow away any other list when we talk about greats. But the, the, the Road Warriors, they took that and elevated. I mean, they were a draw. They were main eventers as a tag team. Where the hell else have we seen that anywhere? across the board through the, through the different generations. No, it it was them. And I know, you know, and Rick, not just main
0: event, not just main event. They were the biggest draw on the The card, card and they did it in every single territory that they went to. I well, mean, that's the thing that blows my mind. Like you could have somebody that was big down at world class, and then you know, they they'd go up to Kansas City and nobody know who in the hell they were, right? The Road Warriors before national expansion was a thing were global. It didn't matter if they were in Tokyo or if they were in Sheboygan, Wisconsin.
1: Absolutely. And I think you know, it was crazy because now, you know you know, there is like a fine art when you're when you're putting together your promotional material for, for wrestling events. And especially, you know, because it's, you know, kind of today with the indie scene is comparable to the territories and is you had people traveling. As Jargo said, you know, this might be a hot commodity down there in in world class, but are they going to know them over here in the Carolina? So, well, we got to build that up. So, even now, and, you know, one of the main things, you know, that I – some advice that i had passed to me said make sure you know you're always putting the credentials on there and even if they're you know they're not a shane taylor but you know shane taylor i gotta make sure that ring of honor and just at the roh you gotta make sure it's just wrestling so that people know what the hell it is and and all those but even your local guys put their names so that people are familiar when they show up to your show who the hell these individuals are and, and all that hey the wonderful thing and the other thing spell out the name of your promotion so many people are like oh pwa yeah that's in our bubble no one knows what the hell that is you gotta say you know it is it's live pro wrestling wonderful thing about the road warriors back then you didn't even have to put wrestling live pro wrestling anything just put road warriors on a poster show up at this time this is how much it is to get in the door you're gonna have a line wrapped around the block that's how incredible yep. they were There was such a draw in that sense and you're right it was global global what was going on with these guys now when we look at this wwe list do you think it is down because we did talk about you know and i'm sure it went both ways it's kind of skewed okay we gotta get you know it's just like the wwe hall of fame we, we like it we like recognizing big names in wrestling that are going to draw for us but we're going to take care of our own first is it because of the i, I guess i don't want to say disappointing but when you look at the overall career maybe a little bit of a lackluster because that was probably their downtime that especially during that first and it, you know, when they came back and, and all that, all that crap was around on the back end of their career and they're trying to get over these other teams. But that first run there, when everybody wanted the demolition feud and that kind of fell flat because demolition was on the way out. I think that's what they're kind of looking at there.
0: Yeah. I, inside of a WWF context, the Legion of doom were never the road warriors, right? I mean, and, and most of it was because, it's pretty notorious at this point that Vince and Bucky don't like tag team wrestling, right? Like that's the problem because there's not a good way to shoot it for television. So the road warriors were never used to the potential that they should have been used inside of the WWF. Like the, the Legion of doom stuff versus when they were just tearing through the territories. And like you said, Rick on even on a global scale, I mean, the the thing was they had that look, right? Like, number one, they were two like tough looking dudes who cut their hair all crazy that are like you know, six six, six, seven, six, eight, three hundred pounds, and then they're gonna paint their faces like that. Like you'd be walking down the street and see a road warriors poster and be like, What the hell is that? And where do I pay to see it?
2: True. Another team, just to keep it rolling here that I feel like was on that same level that could muscle up and, and have muscled up and, and kind of beat up the Road wars a little bit when they had their matches, some great matches, and they drew globally. They drew in WCW. They drew a little bit in the WWF, but WWF obviously not a great, especially at this point, tag team home. But what about the Steiner brothers? Very, very high up on my list. Love me some Steiner brothers. Jarg, want to jump in on this one first? Or?
0: Yeah, I, Mr. James. Y- you know, you asked me, who do I have above the brain busters? Well, I, I have the Steiners above them. I absolutely love the Steiner brothers. When I was a kid, I, the, the combination of personalities between Rick and Scott Steiner were intriguing enough, but I mean, like they had the Michigan branded jackets. Like they came out and it was like, oh, these dudes look legit. Like they are Michigan letterman. That dude's wearing headgear. And oh my God, look at Scott Steiner. Like what kind of vince mcmahon's having a steroid trial like my (laughs) god let's talk about scotty steiner right and then like who would have known that that was the smallest that we would see scott steiner right when he was young and spry and almost working like a cruiserweight style and people thought rick was going to be the big money out of the steiner brothers nobody thought that it was going to be scotty I, I, you know, I don't know because when you looked at those two, when you look at the charisma and the
1: athleticism, obviously I'm not going to take anything away from Rick Steiner because man, he when we he when you Joe when you talk about that vibe that you got from the Road Warriors, like something was going to happen. Uh, you got a guy with all the credentials, you know, the the collegiate wrestler, but you just knew, man, something was a little off. He you know, he gets barking like that dog, and he's about ready to snap. He's about to go off and, and bite into somebody's rear end there. Uh, yeah, I don't take any away from him, but man, you look at Scott Steiner, then he'd look, he felt like a pro wrestler and it just man, I remember the first few times seeing the Frankensteiner. Yeah. Oh my
0: God. Oh,
1: he blown away that, you know, that was one of those things you'd never seen before. Uh, and then again, you know, what kind of compliment, you know, when we're talking about the road warriors too, you get guys this size and then when you see them get up top and you see them fly and, and you're just more in, ah, uh, and it, it's incredible. And it's funny that you're talking about who had the potential there. Uh, I believe it was Pritchard talking on, on his podcast, and this is going back early seasons, that they actually had talks. They were, and when the Steiners came over, in one of those rumbles, they were looking for a breakout star, and they talked about giving it to Scotty. Really? And, and giving him a push. I mean, I don't know how serious or how deep it was, but he said there was an afternoon by the pool where they spent a good time talking about these potential breakout stars. And there was, of that conversation, they t- they talked about Scott Steiner I mean, shocking the world and winning a, a rumble.
0: The, the breakup of the Steiner brothers was like super sad to me. Like it, it was almost Rockers level, right? Like, you know, he joined the NWO. And like I, I was so mad at Scott Steiner. I was pissed. And then he became big papa pump. And I was like, okay, this is the best thing in wrestling. Like, come on. Like it, it guy was incredible. He was you just incredible. You mentioned the rockers, they eh, on your list. The midnight rockers do, in fact, make my list. Not higher than the brainbusters, though. Nope. Nope. I kind of got them middle of the road. I have them like right around like 14, 15. You know, I and it's, I, we, we can kind of talk about the Hart Foundation at this point, too, right? Absolutely. Because I, 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 I feel like the feud between Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, that's where it really got going was watching the Rockers versus the Heart Foundation. And those are some of my earliest memories of like really getting into tag team wrestling. Like both of those teams were just incredible and the style differences. You had the high flying and the neon, and then you had the crazy of the anvil and the cerebral hitman. Like it was perfect. It was like the perfect undercard. You're seven, eight years old and discovering tag team wrestling. I lo- I love the Rockers and I love the Hart Foundation. To me, still, when people want to talk about the Hart Foundation, my brain immediately just goes to the tag team. You know what's
1: funny? There is is and I love why we had these conversations, and it really gets you going on these. As to the WWE, to what WCW had, the Hart Foundation and the Steiner Brothers were very comparable in the styles. They really in which, were in, in what each one of them kind of represented. Wow. Yeah, you yeah, know you know the looks completely different, but the philosophies the the fundamentals, you know, just talking about them is they the were kind cerebral of...
0: athlete and the crazy guy.
1: Yeah, that you do, you know, and, and it all came together. They were so amazing that everything kind of mesh and gelled. but you know, the Hart foundation perfectly represented the WWF style where the Steiners were, you know, more of that traditional what WCW had going on, they, but they were like the mirrors of their own brands. Mm -hmm. Uh, of one another that's that's kind of crazy to think about but yeah the i love the midnight rockers man when i first saw them in awa you're like man this this is something different this is something unique and and i know now you know a lot of the modern fans would be like well what's so cool about that well that was that was different back then and when they came out it was something special on the card because you didn't see it up and down And, and they had their own unique style certainly uh always always wowed by the rockers loved watching their matches unfortunately i probably wouldn't have him in my top 15.
0: you you what? know i but weren't the rockers really just like kind of a continuation of rock and roll and midnight i mean like they, they kind of just tried to combine both rock and roll and midnight so rick to, to actually follow your theory right uh the Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express ruin professional wrestling because, you know, if it weren't for them, they wouldn't have had the Rockers. And if it weren't for the Rockers, you wouldn't have had the Hardys. And if it weren't for the Hardys, you wouldn't have had the Bucks. Like, it, it, it's it, it's really, you can follow kind of the lineage of this tag team. Well, you know, is and maybe, you know, we look at why, you know, we, we think, okay, why
1: now there has been, you know, Cornette's talked about meetings between the Midnight going up uh, and, and talking with Vince and it, not really anything really coming of it. Uh, the, the rock and roll express never with what well, they did a little bit of that crossover stuff with the NWA, but, uh, nothing of, of seriousness. I wonder if that really, because, you know, Vince was like, you know what? I already have that myself in the rockers. Right. And he had that young, hipper version. Yeah, uh, I it have was, a
0: younger, more athletic, better looking version of you.
1: What, what's kind of funny. Uh, Marty Gennetti, the other day, took to social media. It was outside of a barber shop. Saw that. And he had posted, he posted, uh, hey, I'm looking for my old friend, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I hope the God Shawn Michaels doesn't show up. (laughs) He was right outside the (laughs) mirror, but it was pretty good. (laughs) Finally, uh, a not, oh my God, something's wrong post from Marty.
2: Is uh, Rock and Roll Express on both of your lists? Yes, on
0: mine. I have Rock and Roll slash Midnight number two. I have them behind the road warriors. I, the feud between rock and roll and midnight define tag team wrestling to me for the better part of like 10 to 15 years. When I think
2: of best tag teams, like work rate wise and like like in the ring and having the best matches, causing riots, having crazy reactions, immediately think of rock and roll express and midnight express, both incarnations of the midnight express lane and Eden and then Eden and Conjury as well just I absolutely love plus Cornette throw him in the mix well Well, I was gonna say uh,
1: when we got to the midnight and you know you know Teresa I really threw it out there at the opening show to count three man teams here would any of the midnights have the success or you know be in these conversations without Jim Cornette
0: no because the real feud was rock and roll versus Jim Cornette Right, like right. It, kind of like the Hulk Hogan versus Bobby Heenan thing. Right? Well, that would be that would be the big payoffs,
1: you know, when they finally got their hands on Cornette. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. it and it even worked, you know, in the few times that they had to turn face, and it was because the crowd really started rallying behind Cornette. Yeah,
0: that's, that's true. Seems,
2: that seems insane to me now. So Midnight Express definitely high up on the list. Rock and Roll Express obviously very high on the list. That might be one of the greatest tag feud of all time. If you want to talk about what is the greatest feud, that might be the greatest one. If you want to go match or match or, or sell outs in Mid South and then even do it again in the NWA, I mean, whew, yeah, it's just that, crazy. that's crazy.
1: That feud in itself, you know, not to the level of the Road Wars, but that feud with those teams, and it was selling out buildings
2: and Dusty and Flair apparently had to have a conversation with the guys about it because they were out drawing and they were doing the B show and they were doing the A show. So Dusty had to sit them down like, guys, uh, we need to put you uh, on the A show and blah, blah, Oh, but well, we're selling out here. Well, you're kind of making us look bad. So <laughs> yeah, which, which is in, in a way awesome. Cause it's like, wow, we're out drawing dusty friggin' roads and Rick frigging Flair. So it just shows you how great that feud was.
0: Yeah, I, the feud is what made both of those teams of those two teams. I would put Rock and Roll above Midnight. Absolutely.
1: I agree. That's you know going back when we asked about you know the trifecta there with uh ENC and Hardys and Dudley's who stood who stands out? Rock and Roll stands out. You know, even today you know people talk about the Rock and Roll where they might have to be more familiarized with the Midnight.
2: So you mentioned the Hart foundation before, and they definitely have to be uh big time in the list considered. And even on the WWE top 10 list, whatever they have them at number three. So they're definitely considered, but what about we're talking about LOD hard foundation at that, that time period. What about demolition themselves? We kind of mentioned them in passing. Do they get any sort of recognition? They were the longest running tag team champions of all time until new day beat them. But Demolition was there during a great high point of the tag division. I mean, they were locked and loaded with a shitload of good tag teams at that point. New Day arguably had no real teams to wrestle. Um, So you can just kind of throw that out there. It's being like, okay, you didn't really wrestle anybody. That great Demolition had all this great competition and were able to be tag teams. I know longevity-wise, it's not going to be as long as a run, but we're great-wise, unbelievable team. Over-wise, unbelievably
0: over, and a hell of a theme song demolition was my favorite tag team for a very, 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 very long time when I was a kid. And now as a grown ass man to go back and watch demolition, I kind of watch it a little bit differently, right? Like, because now I get all the S references and whatnot that like <laughs> I, as a kid, I totally just completely missed. And it's like, wow, these guys were so far ahead of their freaking time. And then you kind of remember what was going on and they were basically a knockoff version of LOD, right? Like they were the WWF version of the Legion of doom. I think that's what Vince was really trying to create for demolition. And I think it was incredibly successful when I look at the WWF tag teams of the eighties that I would have loved to have seen in other places, ax and smash. Like, but Part of what knocks them down the list is the third man. Once Crush came into this thing, demolition was just over for me. Yeah, and they
2: weren't as over with the crowd either. You, no. They they lost their luster a little bit with Crush. I know they're trying to create another star, and they knew what they had with him with a ton of potential, but he did not work out that well with with the group. For sure, it was not that great as far as when he joined.
1: Well, you know, it's wasn't a, in large part. You know, Axe was just winding down yeah uh, just career i mean he you know we talk about individual tag team wrestlers i mean he'd been doing it for a long time uh and and arguably this is his greatest success uh i, I would think you know he, he would talk about that and yeah demolition man for for being a i don't want to say spoof but an obvious knockoff and they've admitted to it they were, wanted to try to capture some of that that same lightning that that the legion of doom the road warriors were catching but to be this successful with it and it's okay, you know, you know, great, great individuals, you, you take other art and make it your own and and that's what they did. And they could have easily just, okay, you know what? We're going to go out here, run this for a little bit, collect our money. We know we're a a duplicate, a copy of this huge successful run that's happening parallel to us. Let's go out there and make this our own. And I, I love demolition from the very get go. Uh, the moment that they debuted I mean they were
0: just a wrecking wrecking ball Ricky you, you talk about take the gimmick and make it your own right which I, I absolutely agree they did how do you suppose the pitch for that gimmick win?
1: Yeah, man,
0: we're gonna send you out there in S and masks and spikes and well, if you black look at leather, yeah.
2: If you look at the movie The Road Warrior, which is arguably the greatest movie of all time with Mel Gibson, awesome movie. You got the Lord Humongous character, who is who they're based. And on and I think that's where it all came from, and yeah. that's exactly where it came come from. But also the Wes character which is the road warriors the lod so there's the two different characters based off of one movie which is really cool you don't really see that t- too much as far as copying but man what a cool movie to, to kind of steal and, and copy from
1: well no? it was, it's perfect for professional wrestling especially yeah. in the yeah. time you know yeah. It, yeah, it, it's just
2: and obviously the lord humongous the wrestler too which is played by you know uh, jeff van camp and and sid and, and a bunch of others too which based out of that movie too, but uh demolition, man, if they had more longevity, I mean, they had the longest title run up until the new day, but if they had more longevity. I think, or maybe if Edie was younger at this point, maybe we'd be looking yeah. uh we'd be looking. Yeah, Cause at even,
1: the even title. when he took that role on, you know, they knew that he only had a couple years left, you know, in the tank, but uh he, he believed in it, you know, through the pitch, he wanted the, that part of it. And, oh, and he was one of those, those old school journeymen though. He's like, you know, those opportunities are far, and you know, few and far between. And, you got to take every one that you can get. now. It wasn't, now it's, there's? It's a little bit difficult to to, to find out there. Uh, a lot of people just maybe that aren't familiar with it, but you gentlemen know for sure that the the smash we know wasn't the original smash. Randy Collie. Yeah, because uh, was he was a moon dog, correct? And they thought he'd be yeah, too rec- recognized, uh, so they, they made the pivot. And it's just those are one of those things that you always think like, what what would have been. And it, man, I just don't think you would have had that. And they that changed fame the face paint too, because
2: face painting I mean, they, they changed everything. What about demolition blast? Did, did he get any love or no? All the other demolition that they did on the indies, no. Yeah, no well, no. I've seen.
1: Uh... Well, hell, I mean, that's the same. We could go to the, you know, go look up, go to Wikipedia, look up uh, Midnight Express, and there's a list of about 20 people, right? <laughs> that were somewhere on the Indies. You know, hell, you know, we were talking about LOD. We didn't talk about uh, Road Warrior Heinrich or anything like that, you know. Hi,
2: Right. What about <laughs> another team during this period, which was awesome and way ahead of their time and kind of set up a lot of wrestling as far as even singles competition, but the British Bulldog. Davy Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid.
0: Yep. I, I got them on my list as well. Um, I don't think it's any big surprise that I am a total mark for the dynamite kid. And uh Davy Boy was just kind of like the perfect tag team partner for the dynamite kid. Like they were the prototypical tag team to me. You have the, the one guy who's a bit smaller and he's more athletic and he takes the ass whipping, he makes the tag Davy boy like it, it, it all makes sense, right? It was great. I and Matilda's was awesome. What about another team just throw it out there? The Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat also on my list. Nice. And another one of those teams that I had above the brain busters. I freaking loved Harlem Heat. And and that's not even a plug for you know Stevie Ray TV over at Hameen Media Group. Uh, I actually I was gonna I was gonna toss their names out a moment ago
1: uh jargo uh, i'll see you're above the brain busters and uh and i'll up the ante a little bit here i have harlem heat above the steiner brothers
0: what i I have them right next to each other so
1: i I, i've not not would say that you know they're light years ahead or anything like that but yeah I, i love harlem heat uh i remember seeing them the ebony express in global uh, I mean, even and even then, those were those were one of those people like the first time you see them, you're like, damn, you know, these guys are going to be special. Uh, there's something very incredible about them. Well, I mean, I, to, to I don't know catch- it was politics that kind of held them down at certain at certain times. But, damn, I, I always thought they were incredible. They had amazing success. Six, seven time
0: champions, you know, and 10 times, ten ten time. I mean, to go back to the Bulldogs, right? Like, it, that became the recipe for tag team wrestling there for a very long time. You have the little guy, and then you have the big guy. Booker T was the little guy. Crazy. I mean, my God. Like, Harlem Heat, man. I, I, and they're another one of those teams that, you know, aside from, like, the racism that has ran rampant through professional wrestling for the better part of, like, you know, 50, 60 years. I'd drop Harlem heat into any tag team division at any time, anywhere in the world.
1: Speaking of a uh, little plug for Stevie Ray TV. Uh, it's probably over on his YouTube page. Go find us. He actually will find the entire episode. It's tremendous. Listen, but it's, he actually sets everybody straight on the WCW debut where they were known then is uh Cain and Abel. And they had them come out in chains and, you know, and everybody jumps all over this thing. Oh my god, it's a slavery thing. I'm like, no, the, the thing was that these two guys had just got out of prison. They had the jumpsuits. Uh yeah. they were so fresh out of prison that they didn't even get the the cups off of them yet. <laughs> now what and he even admits it's like hey, we all thought it was gonna work and all this. Uh what everybody kind of the oversight was is that probably wasn't the best idea to to pair them up with uh Buddy Parker.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so the, the visual here of coming out there with the, the Southern aristocrat, you know, plantation owner. Kane and who, Cole. Kane and Cole. Who yeah, was booking that? that? Who was booking that? Who would have been on that one, Pause.
2: That was not Sully as of yet, technically, technically Flair at that point.
1: Kane and Cole, that's what it was. All right, so I, Flair,
2: I Flair was in charge. So Sully was on the committee, and a bunch of other guys were on the committee, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Graham, uh, a bunch of other guys, but he was the, the head, the head of the uh, the head of the snake. And Sid, head? oddly enough, Sid helped bring them in, <laughs> which
1: is just uh, kind of fascinating. What about Cain Kane, Kane and Cole? Thank God they didn't have a manager with a K name.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: what about Killer Carl Cox?
2: Um, but moving on, tag teams, we mentioned the Fabulous Freebirds before. Mentioned Very briefly, but they got to be in the list.
0: Wild Samoans, are they another team that's on your list? Samoans are on my list. Like the wild Samoans were terrifying, right? Like, you you didn't necessarily know anything about samoans when you were a kid and you would see the wild samoans but you were pretty sure that like they they were just absolute freaking savages that had to be contained after the matches like you know taken back and put inside of a cage and shipped off to the next town because they weren't actually real human beings they were just absolute insane savages and it wasn't too far off I'm just going to throw out some
2: other Names just awesome tag teams, not necessarily number one or, or top 10 or top five in my list, but just some awesome tag teams. The Fantastics, I thought were just excellent, such great workers, definitely deserve a, a nod. Um, more no, like more old school, I guess, for, for, for the, the fans. But
1: I, I think good. you know, and I heard Cornette say this, uh, what really hurt the Fantastics is they came around just after the Midnight Express. If they would have beat the Midnight Express to the scene, they might have been the team we're talking about. True. Uh, but just because they were, you know, in that same era, the same areas, and they were just behind them, that that it kind of hurt them.
2: So just to kind of throw out some uh, TNA teams real quickly, Beer Money, America's Most Wanted, were great ones. Wouldn't be considered top of my list, but just throw them out there. Then if you want to go kind of more old school, the Funks, the Funk Brothers, got to be considered. The Von Ericks, got to be considered. The Valiant brothers got to be considered the real original briscoe brothers jerry and uh, jack have to be considered the fabulous kangaroos are always thrown out there if you look you, your history books and start reading up on them always considered one of the biggest tag teams the mongols were a great tag team uh, the assassins of course uh, Crusher, and The Bruiser, uh, just to throw out some old, old-school uh, tag teams, just to throw out some more names that I think should definitely be uh, considered. I know uh, Vince McMahon loved the Valiant Brothers, for sure.
0: I'm surprised you didn't have the Minnesota Wrecking Crew on there, Pause. Minnesota Wrecking Crew, oh my god. How I, was just, I was just, yeah, I,
1: I, just going to wait definitely. for my opportunity to throw yeah. them out here as we're talking about some of those, uh, those old-school names. I, that's who I had. Wow. Ready to go uh, uh,
2: all the names. How the hell would I forget that? Yes, absolutely. The Wrecking Crew. The precursor to the Four Horsemen. They, they've got to be thrown out there. Tag teams that uh, I always talk about with my buddies that aren't officially tag teams that are awesome teams when you put them together. Hall and Nash, the Outsiders.
0: Damn, Who are the you guys know? are reading my mind. I was going to say had a what good run you guys think the tag about that?
2: And the greatest tag team of all time, the Mega peppers.
0: I I was wondering how long it was going to take you to get Hulk Hogan on this freaking <laughs> show, Paz. I wondered, but I... Ladies, I ladies and see. gentlemen,
1: uh, we got a record here. It took him 53 minutes to yeah. mention
0: Hulk Hogan. I, I do oh, I have to concede, me. I did have the Mega Powers on my list, yes. though, at number 21. I also had the Outsiders on my list at number five. Okay, uh, I love when, it. I, I have them way up in mind, too. When you look at the influence and what they meant to the industry, yes. it's hard to argue that there was anybody more influential than Hall and Nash. And again, we want to talk about, you know, the little guy was Booker T. The little guy was Scott freaking Hall.
2: six eight two two ninety. Yeah, crazy.
0: Now, in, in mentioning Scott Hall, I also have to mention Kurt Henning because Scott Hall and Kurt Henning in the AWA were freaking fantastic. Love them as a team, too.
2: For sure. Uh, I just want to throw out just a couple other teams that always get thrown out there. Uh, I don't necessarily have them high up on my list, but New Age Outlaws, kind of mentioned before. The Guerreros, Los Guerreros, just because they're such a, a great team. And the Miracle Violence Connection. Love them, gordian and Williams, uh, together. I'm trying to think if there's any other tag teams that we didn't mention. Not that they necessarily would be... In the the contention of being the greatest, but just deserved a nod. Um, anybody mm-hmm. on David B's list, probably not. But uh, oh, as far as the teams we need, is there anybody we forgot?
1: Uh, uh, I, I did two here. Okay. Uh, one we we had talked about uh, the modern Briscoes, Jack and Jerry Briscoe.
2: I mentioned them. I said them. Okay. You
1: I did you? Get, I didn't know if you had them. And, and you were going through there, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe one of. As Jargo said before, a difference between greats and favorites. Uh, but one hell of a destructive force that was one of those the teams that maybe you're terrified of, you're in awe of that that were so good together, uh, and meant so much to WCW during their run. Uh, the tag team of Doom. Ooh, nice one!
0: It's a good one. What about you, Doctor? Um, the only one I'm gonna bring up is probably the greatest guy tag team ever in. Japanese professional wrestling Hanson and Brody Hanson and Brody those two freaking guys I mean aside from the road warriors they might be right behind the road warriors for drawing the most money it just wasn't here those two guys murdered the entire country of Japan for the better part of a freaking decade but before there
1: was Kong versus Godzilla destroying yeah (laughs) it was them
2: so, RBV, who do you think is the greatest tech team of all time? I mean, we're saying, we're kind of saying who, but is, could this be a possibly clean sweep? Are you going to go different? Are you going to change it up? Are you going with the New Day, which is what you told me off air?
1: Those are lies. Those are blatant <laughs> lies, you SOB. Those are lies. Uh, but no, that's no disrespect to New Day. Um, yeah, gentlemen, always come in with that open mind and you want to hear things out. You gotta. This one. It's been a great conversation, and, and you know that. And I hope people found a a new love for an appreciation for tag team wrestling. Go research it. Go watch some of the classics there. But uh, I am going to leave as I arrived. And, and that's uh, shoulder pads. Remember when I was in fifth, sixth grade, parents had to drop forty five dollars a pair so that me and my buddy could go as Halloween hawk and animal. Road Warriors, Legion of Doom. Uh, But, but number two, and I think that's very important that we each are number two, because that's going to be the conversation coming out of this thing. Uh, I got to go rock and roll express. What about the doctor?
0: The doctor of style. Well, I, I would love to say that the fashion police are the greatest tag team of all time, given my love for the recently
1: released Tyler Breeze. But keep wearing them young buck shirts. Like, you know, anything about fashion.
0: Clearly, the answer is the Road Warriors at number one. And I'm with RBV, number two, the Rock and Roll Express.
2: Man, I I went into this thinking that I'm going to pick somebody different. Because the Steiner Brothers, favorite and greatest are different. The Steiner Brothers are probably my favorite tag team of all time. I'll go here for the clean sweep, the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, as the greatest tag team of all time. Number two on my list, I will put the Midnight express very just nice i love them yes just because i love them that much well, then i'll probably go steiners then rock and roll express and then probably
1: the heart foundation
2: just because of, of
1: of who i well, it, it's like. interesting let's go around the horn here real quick as we're under mm-hmm. the 60 minutes so uh your favorite tag team personal favorites steiners for sure wow gotta be the steiners for me although i love midnight well why you contemplate there mine's mine's real easy man i always love them man the blondes austin and pillman
0: yeah, the, the the Hollywood Blondes are. I think they're the only team that I had on my list that we didn't talk about today. But I had them all the way down, right above the Good Brothers.
1: I'll tell you another one I really loved Territory Days because I was a Smoky Mountain Mark man. I love the thrill seekers, Jericho it in, in storm. They were green as hell when they were there. But that, is there any guilty pleasure teams that you would get laughed at today? Like that, that <laughs> as a kid, you're like, hey, I kind of like this.
2: No, it's funny we didn't mention them, but this is not a joke, not the joking part. But just to mention them. heavenly bodies, they got to get some consideration. They were so damn good. I love them. I know they took a lot of the midnight and a lot of the tag team news, but man, they were so damn good. Love me some
1: heavenly bodies. I, I think uh, what would have hurt them is because they weren't Cornette's greatest creation, yeah, or you know, his you because know, they would always just be a distant to the midnight.
2: Now, guilty pleasure, the nasty boys, no doubt about it.
1: Oh, nice man, the old, the old
2: armpit move there or the bushwhackers
0: man okay Sheep herders? i mean like can, can, can we get the bushwhackers before they were the bushwhackers and put them somewhere on those I, on this I, list because those don't think, guys holy, I don't think, hey I don't,
1: I don't think the bushwhackers would want to be there before the bushwhackers because that's where they made their money that's true that's true man you talk about a lovable group man yeah the bushwhackers
0: Man, this it is really, really difficult for me. I guess I'm probably gonna have to go with the Rockers, um, but God, I would have right on their freaking tail. I love Washington, Tama Tonga and Tangaloa, especially in, in trying to work a heavyweight style inside of this modern era that is professional wrestling. It's it's really hard for me to go against the Gorillas.
1: All right, when, when I was, let's see here. Let's see. Like What is that? Fourth grade. How are you in fourth grade? Like nine? Yeah, like 10, ten, something like that. Nine, ten. Ten, yeah. All right, I'll omit I'll this here on who natural, is two-man power nature. trip. Natural disaster. I, I, I liked, when I was a kid, I liked the dynamic dudes. <laughs> I like them now, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't care. But now my, now my favorite story is the one that, that you hear because uh, they, they, they they saw through them right away, especially in the South. Two old guys that had no business being around skateboards. But I, I couldn't see that. Nine-year-old RBV just thought it was kind of cool, you know. I, I had my skateboard that I couldn't ride either. But they were out there trying, and they could wrestle, so that was fine. But uh, now the best story is you hear down, I think it was at the Omni or something, maybe across the South, is arenas chanting Johnny sucks Shane's dick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. And on that note, I think that's a great, a great way to end it. That's like, and that's an awesome story, but, uh, Let's get to the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website TMPTEmpire.com, and of course Patreon, patreon.com slash TMPT Empire.
0: Dr. Jargo, what do you got? You can find me across social media platforms at NotJargo, destino destinopod, hitting the marks.com, media group. You know what they say to steal a line from George Carlin. If if you got a podcast, I'll fucking be there.
1: Nice. Uh RBV, what do you got? Uh, as we record here, we're we're jumping in July. It is July first, twenty twenty one, or just after five o'clock as I record. But this is going to be hitting you on the second, early on. So I will already be uh, balls deep into an incredible Fourth of July weekend of podcasting, recording using using this glorious voice of mine. Uh, but no, you're going to miss the live run of it, but catch the rerun. I'm going to be on the RTW rerun with Rad Rob. Uh, and of course, 4th uh, of July weekend, we are talking the history of hot dogs. It's uh, all about America's birthday and America's favorite eat the history of hot dogs. And of course, that's a lead into Sunday, July 4th. Going to be coming at you streaming live on the Hami Media Group YouTube and wherever the house will host us. Uh, but yes, it is the live watch along the worldwide watch along for the Nathan's. Hot dog eating contest, man. Looking looking forward to that. We have we have a great time with it. So make sure you catch us there. Catch us there. Sunday in between then. Jargo and I are gonna be in the HTM studios with uh, another episode of Hitting the Marks. We're gonna be doing that tomorrow morning. I'll be at the track, at the track Friday night using the voice, uh APW wrestling Saturday night. Shit, man. All over, all over. But you can keep up with everything that's going on. That the eats. The podcasting and all the other treats. Keep keep up with me across all social media at The Real RBV.
2: All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. We'll see you right back here next week for a little Who Is Right Here on the Two Man Power Trip. See you next week. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You could follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You could check us out on Facebook. You could subscribe on YouTube.